five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Android Podcast, episode 23, and we are buzzing. We are buzzing today. It is post-Ireland versus Wales, so you know how we did. Yeah. So, Barry, before we get into all that, let us know what's going down on today's show. Okay, uh, on today's show, it's actually going to be a really important topic we're just going to kick off the show with, discussing uh, its Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, we're then going to move on to what we got on to during the week, and then we're obviously going to be talking about the boys in green. Come on, you boys in green! Come on, you boys in green! Come on, you boys! Come on, you boys in green! <laughs> Uh, we're also going to follow that by what's coming up in the Premier League this week. There's some really big games. Uh, we're going to lead on to after the UC 216 results, which was a massive night in Las Vegas for multiple reasons. Um, we're going to finish off with the world of rugby. So, so big show in, like, in store today. It is indeed. And uh, we couldn't be any more excited for it. Yeah. So, Barry, you might as well kick us off. It's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. You wanted to bring it up, so let us know what's up. Yeah. Uh, if you may or may not have known, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, as you know, we've been going for over a year now, and we were talking about it before. Uh, a few times. Yeah, a few times, yeah. I, I can't believe the first time we actually talked about it was over a year ago. But, uh, yeah, one of four people throughout their lives have mental health awareness problems, Um which is actually like pretty sad to see, but I think like for multiple reasons this happens. I think just like the pressures of life, the way things are totally different these days, the way like uh, stuff in the internet, like seeing people like happier in certain times, uh, can also bring people down. I think that like ha- like plays a key factor. I think mm. um, it's actually pretty deep, isn't it? Um, but like there is certain ways of, like getting out of it and see, see, like everything you see online isn't actually that real like you know what i mean like things are photoshopped like i know certain people that are like are really upset and they want to like lose weight and have six packs and like maintain six packs or like maintain white teeth or have bigger bones or yeah 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 which is like not not feasible in any sort of way like really see like maybe you're self-conscious about like how your appearance or how you look or i don't i don't think like like not first of all not everyone's perfect and i know i'm certainly not like ross definitely is now Obviously. But, uh, well, perfect at hosting Energize, but uh, there's just cer- certain things in life that, like, you're not going to be perfect at, or you will be perfect at. Like, for instance, like, I'm good, I'm good at making Ross laugh, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm not good at making my dad laugh. So, I mean, you have to take the good with the bad, but, like, um, it's just sort of like, you sort of just have to analyse what you want, to, want out of life and just sort of go for that and don't, like, concentrate on what, like, the Kardashians are doing or Cristiano Ronaldo's doing or Conor McGregor's doing. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it's just good to be yourself and actually just go on with that. But still follow what Conor McGregor and Cristiano Ronaldo are doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't mind the connections. Because <laughs> yeah, but like uh, as always, we always like want to give a helping hand out to anyone. If anyone wants to get in touch with us in any sort of way, you certainly can. But uh, we're gonna just kick it on to what we Wait, got. Do up. I not gonna say no? No, man. We're sick of you talking. No, I, go on, go no on. I just want to say I think nowadays it's more open to talk about your mental health and yeah. if you are struggling so if you are struggling don't be afraid to talk about it people are a lot more receptive than you think and if you are struggling do tell a friend or if you don't want to tell a friend you can tell someone uh, who maybe you're not close with who you might actually just feel comfortable in telling people to I'm yeah. not saying you have to come and tell us your problems but if you can't if you want to of course you can Yeah, Barry will deal with them 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. No, we're actually always willing to help people yeah. who are in need. I just want to throw in my two cents because as much as like Barry has suffered with like his own issues in the past, you know, he always knows I'm always there for him. Not that like I never have any issues, but <laughs> just more so that at the end of the day, it's always easier and you always feel better once you've gotten off your chest. So guys, if you are struggling, do say it. Yeah. Because realistically, it's a natural human reaction to want to help someone in need as well. So like, just go with the flow. Just be you. Be happy. Really, but uh, key. key, yeah. Um, starting off the show very yeah. deep. Yeah, but sure. Look, it has to be said, and if we don't say it, we're not really. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, we're not being ourselves. If we don't say it. Yeah. We're, not, we're not being advocates of it, and that's what we are. So yeah, because we started this all out just to like uh, sort of encourage people to sort of step out of the box, be more what they want to do. You, be happy. Be you. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, we're just going to go on with, Okay, myself and Ross had a very funny week last week And uh, it, I think it all started that we went and did a Muay Thai class together Yeah, we did, it was um, <laughs> Like this, this was brilliant now It was, quite, it was quite funny guys. Yeah. Take it away, take it away Neither me and Barry are very good I think I was put up on the Energize story That I put up the picture of the gloves and the yeah. hand wraps and the gum shield and, uh, so basically, we arrived to the class, and what did we start off doing? We started doing warm-ups. Uh, like bear crawls? And no, I think we started off doing the footwork first, before we did the bear crawls, didn't okay, we? Yeah. yeah, we practiced on our footwork first, and we were like, this is the Muay Thai stance, and we were yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the like, stretches right, and stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. Then we moved on to stretches, and then we just started doing these bear crawls, where we were crawling along the ground, and then we were doing like squat frog jumps, is yeah, what yeah. I'm going to call them. Yeah, frog jumps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we were doing that, and then we were then got into doing the combos. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't too sure whether we were going to hit the pads or whatever, but no, no, straight away me and Barry had to like hit each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know that was going to happen. Though. I yeah. actually didn't know that it's, was going to happen. It's yeah. quite funny because you're you're sort of concentrating your footwork, but like right, have the feet in the right position, but also be doing the right hand movements yeah. as well. So it was it was quite funny. Um, we had a good time. But yeah, but Barry like when he went home hurt his foot. <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> we got it out some like pent what was it pented up Is pent that, up aggression. Yeah, anger. Well, I didn't have any. I was man, just trying to learn. I fucking hate you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, there was there was this guy that who's there. He was he was what thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And like this, like this guy was like Bruce Lee. Like he was, like I I had to spar him, and I was actually uh, like he was a first year, and he made an absolute show of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fairness, <laughs> he, didn't well, make, he didn't make you show. You. He was just way better. Than, yeah, oh was man, so he was yeah, a different yeah. level. I yeah. was like I was he made he he was like thirteen, but like it was as if I was like seven years old. Like, yeah, he's he, messing around. He, yeah, he did. He, he, he like kick you and then he go and just like Bruce Lee stance. Yeah, wow. And just like, all right. And then like, also the fact that thirteen, you can't like just smash him yeah. because you're like, oh bollocks, can't do that either. I was getting bullied. Yeah, I yeah. thought I, I thought, thought it was like, like out technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the punching bag, I thought I was good, and then like this thirteen year old just came came up and like robbed my lunch money. Yeah. Also, like it's not always getting hit in the face for the first few times, so you have to like learn to take that. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that that was the thing I wanted to. Uh, you see the thing is I don't really want to go run like 5k or 10k every night like I'd rather like learn a new skill you know what I mean yeah, yeah definitely yeah. especially the way we talk so much about UFC and MMA yeah. and we love watching all the events that, yeah like, it's good to engulf yourself yeah. in what you're doing well that's that's the main reason why I fell in love with MMA it was just the training was just so like vigorous and like I, from when I was younger I trained so hard in like all the sports mm. that like to see a new sport I was like oh I want to get challenged in that as well and like Learn a new skill as well, because yeah. you, you, if you don't keep learning in life, then like get off the bus, really, you know? Yeah, no, it was highly enjoyable, and we'll definitely be going yeah. back. Yeah. Um, also, if you spar at Ross, watch his elbows. He just like he likes to get the foot, knock your foot with the elbows there. 
<laughs> so boy, boy, I'm boy Ross elbow pads. Yeah, yeah, because apparently he, he kicks me in the elbow, and then it's my fault is full sore. But sure, look, uh, very energized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we went. Wait, we actually went training the next day again. We yeah. ended up lifting a few weights. We were doing uh, leg day, and I can't remember the last time we did leg day together. It was actually a bit crack, wasn't it? Yeah. Although, like, I still don't know what I think of those pelvic thrusts. We're doing those pelvic yeah. thrusts that you see all the Instagram birds doing in the gym. Yeah. And I swear to God, if you're a lad. It can be awkward, I'll yeah. say, say, say the least. Yeah. You, you, it would probably best suit if you had a really small willy. Yeah. But, like, unfortunately, I have a massive one. And then I've seen Ross's so many times that it's huge. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, maybe not so many times, right? See, I see it every day. So, we've our willies are too big, so we can't do them anymore. Yeah, for all you ladies listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no... Uh, yet again Alan Barber doing a great job yeah. down D5 that place D5 actually has the gym and the Muay Thai gym upstairs as well so like yeah it's ever, all the one spot yeah so like if you're ever around it's like perfect and I actually don't have a massive willy as well so don't worry about that but uh, that's what it leads into the competition we were run for Friday which was tickets for Ireland versus Moldova and uh, over 70 people entered the competition 79 yeah well 79 people entered the competition maybe and then like 3 people were disqualified due to late entry they didn't make the cut yeah that was an unbelievable turnout as well yeah it was great Um, so basically what I had to do was it was actually quite funny because when I wrote everyone's name and I was like alright the competition's about to happen and then it actually took me another like 20 minutes to like crumple everyone's name up and throw it into the hat that I acquired an electric picnic which Barry found very entertaining that was gas yeah yeah that was was funny it's funny because it was true as well Um, it was something I just came home with from electric picnic no idea who owns it so then we did the draw first name out of the hat and then I was trying to undo the name and stay on the story at the same time but it was actually hard to unravel a piece of paper with one hand and then video with the other hand multitask I, I should have got Pete to hold the phone you should have uh, got Pete to open it up yeah well he probably would have eaten the thing and then we would have never known who <laughs> yeah, won yeah and you would have uh, like delete every other name yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, the winner was Tom Freeman or Bob Bomb Tom as his uh, Instagram handle goes yeah and uh, he had a blast he was so grateful as well wasn't he he was so happy he went to go see the game yeah and yeah what a game to go see as well yeah uh, so yeah so we went to the Moldova game myself Ross and then one of our good friends Bruno as well oh yeah thanks Seifer for the tickets Seifer thank you very much and my mum actually yeah. got the tickets as well actually but uh, yeah. yeah it was great um, Ireland basically ran away with the game after 20 minutes uh, the drinks were flowing then come half time weren't they yeah I don't know why but we decided that if you're buying around you had to buy 6 points so everyone got <laughs> 2 points each yeah. so we had 2 points before kick off yeah. in the stadium and bear in mind I'd say we arrived into the stadium at 20 past 7 and the yeah. kickoff was 8.45 so 25 minutes 2 points down to 20 then uh, we basically watched half the second half from like not in our seats yeah. drinking points didn't we because yeah. when you're in the premium level in the Aviva Stadium uh, you can just oversee the pitch like and it's perfect view because like the yeah. stadium's brand new really it's what nice. yeah. would it be even be 5 years old uh, who would Maybe, give or take give, give or take, take give, yeah. give or take uh, yeah and look to be honest it was already 2-0 at that stage and there was no yeah. fear of Moldova coming back yeah. so Ireland were playing like Brazil some of the play yeah. they were doing was uh, although the second half brilliant. was a bit muck wasn't it it was just a bit the game was over and yeah. there was no need to score another goal and yeah. Moldova showed no attacking threat they had a man sent off and it was just yeah it was it was, we were seeing out the rest of the game weren't we yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, that sort of leads on. So we left We left then, and then we were like, right, we're going out. Uh, Ross then got in touch with his brother, who rang us and told us that he was in the nightclub. 22. Nightclub 22, 
whatever it's called 22 yeah 22 it's owned by the right venue anyway yeah. but uh, that Conor McGregor was there so we were like straight in yeah Steve's gave us lift in he picks up half match Oh, we went. To, we ended up like going to Malahoy first. Oh, Brew had to get changed. He was wearing tracksuit yeah. bottoms. Yeah, so you'd uh, get changed first. Then I'd get changed. Then Brew had to get changed. Then we drank Malahoy. And, yeah, and then Seifer gave out to us. And then we went down. Yeah, Seifer gave out to us the whole night, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even able to. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We were actually in the nightclub. We, like we tried to like sneak into Conor McGregor's party and stuff. Yeah. Like obviously, as you do. Yeah, but apparently they had a well sourced. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think they noticed us. Yeah. Like, yeah, we tried to like just walk by everyone, and it was like, "Where are you going?" It's like. <laughs> Jack's not this way, no. They're like, you just came from the Jacks. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Boy. Yeah. I was talking to Charlie Ward anyway, and he was a good crack. Yeah. The what's called Bruno actually managed to like walk into the, the into the bar uh, into the party as well. Yeah. And then like your man was like, get out of here. And then like he asked the like you walk by Connor as well. Like, oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yo, look. Connor was looking fresh if you saw his Instagram post. He's yeah. always looking fresh. When is he not? Yeah, looking that fresh? shirt looked heavy. Yeah yeah. Yeah, I looked at that to the collection. Yeah. How would you say that's worth? Man, this is definitely an 800 euro shirt. Yeah. It's only like so, five yeah. grand, no? No, nah, I wouldn't say it's that much. No. Yeah, Man's piece of cloth at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah but it's like probably like the finest cloth in all the yeah. world. He'd be like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that night got pretty loose anyway. As always. You see, it's because we won and we were on the drinks early having a great time. That's what happens when you get a gr- when you have a great time, you get carried away. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a post 5 a.m. in the lava job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it really uh, was, yeah. But, that sort of brings us full circle back to today. Um, Ireland beating Wales 1-0 in Cardiff. Jimmy Mack, James McLean. James McLean on the on the woodener, a.k.a. the bad leg. Uh, Ross, what you make of the performance itself? And are you surprised? Um, in fairness, the first half was a bit, dro- bit dreary. It was a bit dull. But it was sort of what you were expecting both teams. Both teams need to win. Neither team were looking to lose. Um, going into the game, I think both teams had conceded the least amount of goals going into the group. I think they both only conceded six goals each. Yeah, six so goals from ten games. Yeah, six goals from ten games is pretty uh, fantastic feat. So I wasn't surprised that there wasn't going to be many goals, especially with Bale not on the pitch as well. That was the thing. So that was a key factor. Well, Ireland playing against Wales and Wales have Bale. Like Wales are a seven and a half out of ten team, and we're a six out of ten team, and then without. Bale, like they probably dropped down to a five and a half out of ten team, and we're still that six, maybe six and a half, seven out of ten team. Yeah, so, were Wales actually the favourites before the game? Yeah, they actually were. Yeah, but yeah. then friends, they were at home as well. Yeah, they were, at and home, they yeah. were ahead of us in the table as well. I only think Ireland being that one point behind Wales gave them that be- extra bit of bite to go on and win the game. We always do better when we're the underdogs. When yeah. we're leading the pack, like mm. we just we always, almost, we almost threw it away. I was almost like, don't score in the first half an hour, lads. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I can't watch sixty minutes of the last. A half an hour. Yeah, you'd be like covering your eyes. Yeah. So James, like the ball just came into the box and James McLean absolutely unleashed his folly on the woodener, like straight yeah. in the corner. I was like, what a man. For me, he's been the best player of our qualifying campaign. Yeah. And it was actually his defining moment in an Irish jersey. Yeah. It was, it, it's it's mad the way the whole country comes together when Ireland play football. Like looking at all the Instagram mm. stories, the Snapchat stories, like the whole country was jumping it, around. It was it, like, Obviously, depending on whether we qualified for the World Cup or not, but like it's reminiscent of McAteer versus Holland, yeah. uh, Brady against uh, Italy, Keane against Germany, Long against Germany. It's reminiscent of those sort of goals. Yeah. That was the caliber of importance of the goal yeah. we scored. Yeah. And look, I'm really looking forward to the qualifier. It could be one of many teams. Um, yeah. Who 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 do we have? Who's who's well, who's the possible teams we can get? Well, there's a massive there's a massive game coming on tomorrow. Which will actually factor in 
to who we can get. At the moment, we could end up playing Portugal and Cristiano Ronaldo, but Portugal, I think, plays Switzerland tomorrow. And if Portugal beats Switzerland, then we could be playing Switzerland instead, which would be a far better game. Okay. Other capabilities are we could play the Italians. Look, we've already beat them before. I don't actually think that Italian side is a specialist. It's people not me really. to make a out. But like, obviously, if Buffon's in goal, it'll be a lot harder because when Brady scored, there was no Buffon. Uh, Denmark, they have Ericsson, but other than that, there's not no one else who I'm absolutely you know amazed by in the Denmark yeah. team. Croatia are someone I'd really like to avoid. Yeah, I think they're the hardest team. You're coming up against Rakitic, Perisic, Modric, uh, Mandzukic, all top-notch players, far superior. Yeah, like Champions League semi-finalists, finalists, Champions League yeah, winners yeah, on the team. Yeah, like yeah. they're all top-notch. Sweden don't have Zlatan anymore, so I'd have no problem playing them. Uh, Northern Ireland, yeah, I'd happily play them. And Greece, they probably be my favorite team to play. To be honest. Yeah. Well, what's your take on it? Um, yeah, obviously, obviously, bar, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously, bar Portugal. Um, yeah, Portugal yeah. and Croatia. Oh, and Croatia. Get, yeah, yeah, and Croatia. Well, obviously, I wouldn't like to get Italy either. Yeah. But like, well, I'd rather get Italy than Portugal. Yeah, or Croatia. like, like we definitely be better than Northern Ireland, uh, Greece, and no. and Sweden. But there was actually I saw that the Swedish team were saying that they'd like to get Zlatan back for the World Cup if they qualify but actually he's still out so maybe that he mightn't even be able to play the qualifiers you know? apparently he's saying December 2nd is his date he wants to be back for it okay. so like you won't be back for that alright well then that's yeah. good and Manchester United aren't going to let him play his first game for Sweden yeah um, yeah, but if we get Sweden and we go over to watch the, to watch the match think about, think about the Swedish, Swedish birds Unreal. Yeah. Hopefully we get Sweden. So yeah. So if you're you're if you're listening right now, and Greece to be alright as well. <laughs> Northern Ireland be deadly. <laughs> so if you're unbelievably good looking and you're from Sweden, uh, make sure to hit us up with a message there. Key. What 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 what, what did they say? Yeah. Is yeah. Good back. Yeah. Even though that's true of me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what a night! What a night! Uh, what do you expect now from Ireland? Like qualifiers going to Russia. Yeah, it's one step at a time, you know what I mean? Um, obviously, I think if we do make it to the World Cup, the goal will be to get out of the group, really, won't it? And then anything past that is a bonus. Like, let's, let's, let's be honest, there's no point uh, trying to say we're going to start beating Brazil and Germany Cup? and France. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's really not going to happen. But, you know, baby steps and we'll see what happens. But as Jeff Hendricks said, when, when it's on the line, you know what I mean, we're a tough side to beat. Yeah, I loved actually after the game the post match interviews that like uh, like the players were all sort of slagging each other like yeah it's like, just banter isn't it yeah yeah the way like David Moyer said that uh, McLean hit it off his shin and just yeah yeah just, yeah. yeah just just saying oh he'd never I bogey that, that in yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh it's, it's just that it's, banter. it's just that like Irishism that you don't give someone like a full compliment you give them like a half compliment yeah. or a backhand compliment yeah. or something you know what I mean yeah and the way the whole country travelled over there as well compared to like the England fans giving out about their football team like booing players and stuff it's yeah. it's two sides total different sides of the coin really like isn't it yeah I feel like there's something wrong with that Wembley Stadium I feel whatever it is about it it doesn't actually bring the English team together yeah, you were saying about like maybe you've played like games at Old Trafford Anfield there'd be more of a, a buzz for England yeah it'd more, probably unite them more maybe mm. as well. yeah but I also think the way English football is so big that like a lot of their fans are like built in to hate like certain players like all the Liverpool fans like would hate Marcus Rashford but then they have to cheer for him which is weird as opposed to with Ireland you just like you anyone who throws on a green jersey you're like they're our guys yeah. and like it, like you're happy for any player to be doing well in the league as well yeah yeah, it's a strange way they don't have that, but it's it's the upbringing really because yeah. the Irish have always been the underdog so yeah. maybe if it's the other way around you'd probably see it differently but fortunately we don't see it that way yeah 
Yeah. So it, it is what it is. But I suppose speaking of England, we might as well talk about the Premier League fixtures for the weekend. Yeah. Um, is there a Friday night game? Friday night? Uh, no, no, there's not. No, no, there's not. But the big, the big games on the weekend. Yeah. Well, the first game to kick off the weekend and back to the Premier League football is Liverpool at home to Manchester United. No, it's not. Yeah. Half twelve kick off Saturday at Anfield. Um, the unfortunate big news is that Marwan Flaney will be injured for this game. But apart from that, Ross, what are you expecting from possibly the biggest game of the season? So what? We're going to go Madison Herrera in centre midfield. Madison Herrera. Probably, it's, it's not going to be Madison Carrick. No, that's too slow, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, here we start off. We start off with Liverpool. Liverpool are doing quite well this season. Yeah, I expect Coutinho to put in a big performance. I feel like if Liverpool are going to spur on, it's going to have to rest on Coutinho's shoulders. I think in games not too decent, far past. He's actually given United a bit of trouble in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially when he drops. That, yeah, yeah. And that Europa League game that we played him against, he was very troublesome in that game. Um, so I expect a lot from him. But going forward, I think there's going to be goals in this game. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see a two all or a three two either way. Just because I can't see Lukaku not scoring. Yeah. Uh, Marshall's in top form. Rashford's in top form. Yeah. Mkhitaryan's been very creative. And then like. Just uh, it's sort of weird because Manage is so known as a defensive player, but I think he gives us such like attacking options by being that defensive player. And between his passing range and Herrera's passing range, I think it's going to really unleash those forward players. And if I if I have to guess and put a scoreline on it, I think you know he might win three one. Yeah. What uh, <clears throat> what I think is like Liverpool are very good at going attack, but like their defense just like it doesn't even look like he, like they're even on the same football team. It's yeah. it looks it reminds me of like uh, your local Sunday team and they're missing a few players and then you bring Johnny the mate down the road to come in and play centre back. Yeah, I I can see like Lukaku leaning up against uh, Lovren, getting on the inside of him. And then Matt have been 20 yards away on the other side of the pitch. And then Lukaku just like going on and scoring a goal. I, I don't think there's like cohesion between the two centre-halves. No. And I don't even think Liverpool are like, right, these are our centre-halves. Yeah, they, they haven't got a prop. Like, I don't think they should have got rid of Sacco. Or no. even, they should have probably kept Sacco if, because they didn't get Van Dijk. Like, they yeah. put their eggs all in one basket, let Sacco go, didn't get Van Dijk. And now they're stuck with Clavin, Lovren and... Matip. And Matip. And like, that... That's not working. Yeah, and also, Lover and Matip will be sitting there going, which one were they going to get rid of us for? For Van Dijk? Yeah. You know what I mean? One of them was not going to start. I think it was definitely going to be Lovren. I know, yeah, but maybe Lovren's like, it was you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, because he was like, we played together at Southampton, so it must have been you, man. You must have yeah, been actually, the way out. Yeah, actually, good point, yeah. But, yeah, but, uh, uh, no, expect, expect a load of goals in this game. I'd, I'd say at least, I think United are at least going to score three goals again, and yeah. then like, this is United's first proper test of the season as yeah. well. Bar Champions League matches. Yeah, I think Mourinho will want to make sure he wins this game. Yeah. And he doesn't actually have the best record against Klopp, so I think he'll want to start changing that around. Yeah. That's half 12. Make sure you tune in. Uh, another match is Crystal Palace are home to Chelsea. Oh, um, jeez. Are Crystal Palace going for eight in a row? Yeah. This is actually a great chance for Crystal Palace to actually maybe try and get a point. I know it's a big ask against Chelsea. but Chelsea <laughs> Against the champions. Chelsea are without Morata. And oh, actually no, they won't be able to play Loftus Cheek, and he's been the only shining light in the yeah. Sorry, d- forget what I said, guys. It's going to be about three 0 to Chelsea. Yeah, uh, another, <laughs> another game. Manchester City are taking on Stoke. Uh, no, I just see City winning that. Manchester City. Uh, although, didn't City and Stoke draw last year? I think in the Etihad. 
Um, I could be wrong, but I think Nottingham won all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think City gave, gave them a good game last yeah, year. Well, the thing is, but, like, Crouchy's on fire. Yeah. I, I just find it hard to see, like, such attacking threats that City have. And yeah. now with Aguero out, I think it could be Jesus' time to, like, really shine. But he also looks like someone who could get injured. And like I know that's a bit of a strange thing to say, but he like he hasn't played a full season in the Premier League, and he, he is one of those players who's actually good enough that defenders will actually like kick at. Thing is, he he was out injured for a while, then came back yeah. just just as good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it, no, it is very impressive because he actually got a fairly decent injury, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, as in, like, he was he out for a bit. Yeah, so uh, look, I expect City to win. There's too much class in that team with De Bruyne, Sane, Sterling, uh, and Jesus. That they're, they're going to go on and win the game, but. I think it'll be a bit tighter. I think it'll be like a two-one or a, yeah, yeah. I can see like sort of last-minute winner. Yeah. Um. Also, Tottenham are playing Bournemouth. Now, what, what you make of Tottenham at the moment? Harry Kane's on fire. Could be the potential next England captain. Well, he's wearing the armband as of late, and he seems to not be able to stop scoring. So for me, yeah, Spurs will win that game two or three nil, and actually I say three nil, and Harry Kane will score twice. He's on fire, man, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's he's probably. The best goal scorer in the Premier League at the moment. In terms of actual who's going to score every single game. And will probably score two or three. If you have to bet money on some score hat-trick this weekend. You put your money on Harry Kane. Yeah, good show. Um, also, Watford are home to Arsenal at half-five. Watford are doing okay. Tune in to Arsenal Fan TV after this one. Because I feel like it's not going to go their way. What, Troy Deeney? I just, I just feel like that, that new fella Decore in centre midfield for Watford's alright. Richarlison is alright. And I just... Have a zero faith in Arsenal going there and getting a result. I see. See the thing is, I think this is where Arsenal don't match up well against the big strong teams. Yeah, and like that's what Watford are sort of become now as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, this is the sort of game they need Sanchez to like pull out the bag for them. Yeah. Who else? Burnley are playing someone, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, another match. Burnley are taking on West Ham. And obviously we have the Irish interest with Burnley, so we're always up, up for Burnley, I suppose, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, like unless they're, they're playing United. Yeah. Also. Yeah. They have. Brady, Walters, Ward, Hendrick, and Long, Long as well. So we're always up for Burnley when Burnley are floating wrong. And that's Kevin Long, not Shane Long. Yeah. Before someone wants to like drunk down our throat and like you don't have Shane Long. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine them at home saying it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm only, I'm only wondering what they're thinking about the talk, the, the, the cock references. Oh Burnley. Jesus Christ! <laughs> if you're still listening, guys, thanks. <laughs> uh, also, Swans are taking on Huddersfield. In a basically. Even though Huddersfield aren't there at the moment, it's going to be a relegation clash come the end of the year one way or another. Um, this is a game where Swansea really need to get three points if they're playing at home to Huddersfield. Yeah. But I actually don't really see it happen, to be honest. I could see it being a draw. Or if I had to pick someone to win, I'd pick Huddersfield just on recent form. Yeah. Like, that Swansea team looks muck. Yeah, Huddersfield have a good few clean sheets already this season as well. Yeah, and like, Renato Santos is not doing the business for Swansea. Yeah. Well, How can you go from playing Bayern Munich and yeah. like, being like, Alright, not a starter, but like if you play, it's not an issue. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. like you go to one of the weaker teams in the Premier League and you made a show of in your first couple of games. Yeah. He lost the ball over twenty times in his first game. Which is it was a bit like watching the Ox play for Liverpool. Yeah, a bit yeah. Was it is it worse or better than watching the Ox though? I don't know. I think because the Ox is English it's it's more entertaining to watch Ox mess up at time than again. Even though I actually don't think Oxlade Chamberlain's that bad, but like from the highlights so far, he's had a shocking start to his Liverpool yeah. career. I think his biggest problem is he hasn't got a proper position. Yeah, you he, know he, I mean? he's just willing to be on the pitch, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, put it this way, right? If you could make your own starting eleven in whatever formation you wanted to use, and uh, your, your first, first player was Oxlade yeah, Chamberlain, where, you wouldn't, you what, wouldn't. yeah, but where 
where would you put him? Where would be the best place to put I think, him? I think what started was when he arrived at Arsenal, he was supposed to be next to Theo Walcott. They were like, right, right wing. Yeah. And then they were like, then the 5 3 2 formation came about. Well, actually, no, before that, they were like, he, he was always saying, like, oh, Stephen Gerrard was the ideal player and he wanted to play centre midfield. Yeah. And then you sort of got to play a few games centre midfield. He actually did all right with a few games centre midfield. And then Arsenal adopted, like, the wing back position. They're like, right, you're going to have to play wing back. Yeah. So he became one of the wing backs. And uh, it's just eventually got there that he doesn't actually have a starting position. And seeing him lose the ball so much for Liverpool, I can't say centre midfield should be his starting yeah, position. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the so thing. So yeah. I think, like, it's sort of. Attacking out on the right is the best position, but yeah. I don't even know if that is. Maybe Liverpool should try and play him that right wing. Yeah, back that's they're thinking, sort of yeah. struggling for a right wing yeah, back or a left yeah. wing back at the moment. So maybe they should put him in one of those wing back positions. Because like that, if that's where they're struggling, maybe put him there and see if it works. Yeah, because it's better than putting him in midfield with Jordan Henderson and the two of them just being like absolute donkeys floating. Yeah, hopefully he plays centre midfield against United. Yeah, but actually, yeah, definitely. Manish yeah. will have an absolute field day. Yeah, no, you see, you see, he's a good athlete. Mm. And he would be a good right wing back. I don't think he's good enough like to be. He'd probably be. He'd probably fall out of the game if he was top right winger and just wouldn't really get the ball. Yeah, you know I mean? and like I don't think he's the best crosser either. Yeah, unfortunately for him. He, yeah. Although he still started there for England, like I mean, he's like starting for England, so I don't know what's going on there. So suppose you can be playing shit, have loads of videos going on about you doing terrible, and then yet you can still start for England. Well, I don't know what to say that. Well, what what else am I supposed to say? Well. Tell us what's on the non-Super Sunday, Super Sunday. Yeah, on Super Sunday, first game at half one is Brighton versus Everton. Uh, Argo mate Duffy, who actually got man of the match today. Congratulations. Who has been an absolute pinnacle. He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable, yeah. I almost, I almost feel bad we didn't actually mention how good he was today. Yeah. Um, see, they're, they're all, it was actually such a good defensive unit. Yeah. Like no one Although sometimes I feel like Kieran Clark does some things that are quite decent and never just goes, Duffy! Yeah. <laughs> You see, Duffy's so lucky, he's so tall, he can yeah. just head everything. But uh, Brighton versus Everton, everything not looking good at the moment. Brighton looking half decent for yeah. a team that's like not very good coming up. Um, Duffy's in good form now. But is he not being a draw, to be honest? Yeah. yeah. What's the story with everything? Like, is Koeman going to get much longer there? or? I don't know, but like, supposed to be next Barcelona manager and like has Everton, what, 16th or something, so um, not flying too well for him at the moment. Especially considering he's after spending 140 million. Yeah, you see, the thing is. You see, Everton already have like Everton have a good few international players as Although well. Although he never actually bought a Lukaku replacement. I know he bought Rooney, but like they don't really play Rooney fully up top. Yeah, that's and, the thing. And it's like, did you expect him to score twenty five goals a year? Because if he didn't, well, you got whatever 80, 70 million for Lukaku. So like, wouldn't you just buy a fifty million pound striker and like just ha- like get some? Like, what? Why didn't they get Lacazette? If you know what I mean? Yeah. The new Lukaku, Lukaku was gone. Just saying. It's you see the worst thing about this now for Everton is that Everton actually have a lot of internationals who would have played the, the last couple of days, whereas uh, Brighton wouldn't really like yeah. have, you know what I mean. So Brighton would probably have kept a good core mm. of players still there training. Well, you know what I think is going to happen for the next like ten games still in the season. I'm going to get players who play for Brighton and players who play for Huddersfield confused. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm just like one of them's going to go down. Yeah, I'm like those crap teams in the blue. Like one of those lads, the blue and the white, those crap teams. Like they're all the same players. Well, hopefully Duffy has a good season yeah. and then ends up staying up with another team. I could yeah. see him like going into Crystal Palace or yeah, Palace picking definitely. Place. Um, yeah, Palace actually a very good yeah. job, but he not if they go down. No, um, he used to be at Everton as well. Who knows? I could actually see him like replacing Kieran Clark at Newcastle. That's um, that's not a bad. Show. I'm playing with your man Lacazelles because he seems to be doing all right. Yeah, he's just signed a new contract. And speaking of Newcastle, and speaking of Newcastle, Southampton are playing Newcastle at four o'clock. Yeah, so Rafa seems to not like do the draws. It seems to either win or lose. That's yeah. that's his thing. Um, so playing against Adam, 
I randomly fancy Newcastle for the game for no particular reason than just being a bit awkward and so one team's going to have to win this game. And Southampton haven't over been impressive this year, so. I feel like they're. Southampton are lacking goals. They, yeah. ju they just can't really score goals. And, like, unfortunately, they don't Shane, Shane Long's after going 20 games, over 20 games now, without scoring for club or country as well, you know? Yeah, that's not great. And I feel like they don't know who the best striker is, even though the goals to games ratio for Gabardini and Charlie Austin are, like, fantastic. But they pick Shane Long sometimes instead. I think it's because Shane Long works better. He works better for the team. I think Gabardini is sort of just. He's sort of sl still trying to. Well, like get into the Premier League yeah, I feel game. like if you put a Long on the right wing he'd be almost as effective as he would playing up front sort of like a Jonathan Walters yeah just to get him on the pitch and he'll chase everyone down that's the thing yeah Like yeah. He, he works hard for the yeah. team which is always good and then the Monday night football match is Leicester City versus West Brom moment of silence for that <laughs> <laughs> um, oh look I'm not going to criticise the team much because I like to have a Monday night football on James uh, McLean will be playing yeah I like I like the way that we get the Analysis, hopefully, like Carragher and Neville, uh, and they can talk about the other weekend fixtures. Hopefully, the Liverpool United game will be brilliant, and the two of them beyond the analyzer for that game. Thing, yeah. um, but look, Leicester versus if Leicester at home, I expect them to win. They've, they've shown a bit of form and they've scored a few early goals in the games. And if they score an early goal, well, then I'd expect them to win. That West Brom team, the only thing about that West Brom team is that their goals actually come from all over the pitch. There's yeah. no like I know they have Rondon up front, but like their centre half score a few goals, their wing back score a few goals, McLean scores a few goals. The, their goals like it feels like alright, Rondon might score eleven or twelve goals a season, but I feel like everyone else scores two or three goals in the season who starts in starting eleven. Yeah. Sure the backs are really are really really big as well. Yeah. So they like cross the ball in. Yeah, like Dawson and Chester, they get up and win the headers yeah. and the McLean scores and whoever else they have in defence will also randomly score. Yeah, and also like Jamie Vardy's back in form. Yeah, from, and, almost from two years ago. Yeah, and Okazaki seems to be doing like all right. And um, Mara's a bit missing this year, but who knows? He he always has the ability to turn on. Yeah. Also, next week the Champions League football is back as well, so we'll be back in full swing as well. But uh, the upcoming football this weekend: Manchester United versus Liverpool, like biggest game of the season so far. Yeah, but like this this is like uh, like people have been saying that United haven't been challenged yet, and like yes, you can only beat the teams that are out in front of you, but like. Uh, what happens if United go out and beat Liverpool four 0 in Anfield, like you know, which is a high possibility? You'd have to bring Klopp's job into consideration if that happens, because you can't just be taking that in the derby. Um, also, then you'd really see what level Man United are at, especially if they're missing, you know, Pogba. And it's weird to say missing Fellaini because, yeah. like, last year if you told me they were missing Fellaini to Liverpool, I would have been like, Grant. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the moment, he's like one of the centre. I'd love to see him and manage boss that midfield. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a big physical midfield if you put those two in it. Yeah. And sometimes the fact that you can play Fellaini and um Matic and then you can actually play Pogba in front of those two if you wish to do so, it's like such a physical midfield. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, because I was gonna ask, like, who's the one team Klopp wouldn't want to play now? And it, w it would have been obviously between United and Man City because yeah. how many goals they scored, but like obviously Man City because like they're he he'd rather play Man City less because. Man City have, like, haven't got as many players already injured. Yeah. Whereas, like, United. Yeah, and City just beat Chelsea as well. So, like, they, they've already beaten one of yeah, the big yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the way I look at it is that Man, the two Manchester teams are the most threatening teams yeah. in the league so far. And I, still don't think, I still don't think teams are full on taking United seriously yet. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. haven't played a top six team yet. And, like,. Yeah, and there's still the whole thing of our record last year against the top six was terrible. It was bad. And yeah. so. 
it is what it is, but I look at someone like Lukaku, and I was actually watching a video the other day, and it was Carrick's testimonial game, and Ferguson was like in the dressing room or whatever, and obviously Lukaku still played for Everton at the time, and he was turned to, they are having a bit of banter or whatever, and then uh, it was like centre-halves, Rio and Vidic or whatever, yeah. and he turned to Rio and goes, has anyone ever scored a hat-trick against you? And Rio's like, no, 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 and he goes, sure Lukaku did against you when you're at QPR, and he was like, oh yeah, crap, for all. And it just made me think, I was like... That was at United as well, though. What do you mean? In Ferguson's oh, last yeah. game, West Brom versus Man U. Oh, was it? Yeah, he scored a hat-trick against... Oh, jeez. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think someone said that after. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. like, oh, it happened twice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, Lukaku scored a hat-trick against Ferdinand twice, but it proves how good a striker he is. Yeah. So, like, for me, can't wait. Biggest game of the weekend. Uh, bring it on. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's going to be buzzing. Like, everyone is going to be up on time to watch that game. That's going to kick off yeah, the weekend. It's not only that, but like, that's one of the things where like you get the chills when you see, you know when the players like do the turn around and fold the arms when the starting line opens up. Like, you want to see every aspect yeah. of that game. Uh, yeah, and Anfield's like very very intimate as well. Yeah, the way it's a bit like, hostile. Yeah, with all the flags and with all the chants and all. It's like... Yeah, and they have all, those, know, like, you, you have all those things like written around the stadium and like you'll never walk alone. And yeah. it's like... Like, you know you're going to war. Yeah, yeah it's like embedded into the stadium. Yeah. You'll never get a friendly between these two. No. But uh, I think that sums it up for the Premier League uh, football this weekend. Yeah. It's, it's good the way we came into the international playoffs. Ireland came away with two wins. Now we're waiting to, get, to see who we get next. Like, we came in unscathed mm. and then we're back. We did make things difficult for ourselves, but we're used to that. Oh, Barry, one last thing. It's probably going to be a quick two-minute chat, but... It has to be said. The Ballon d'Or nominations were announced this year. Who's going to bring it home? Um, I think it has to be Ronaldo again. Just based on the fact that like won Champions League again. Won the Euro, Euro, European Championships as well with Portugal. And La Liga. And La Liga. And like it's just everything he's done for charity as well. He's also scored the winning goals as well. In the yeah, but like, how important so, like, has he been? Uh, look, let's, let's call it spades made. Ronaldo's going to win this year. He'll tie Messi. When it's all said and done and the careers are over, who will have more? Oh, Jesus. Like, it's... Uh... For me, personally, I'm going to say Messi, just because I think Messi's more on track to win the next one. Because, okay. like, that starts with this season. And, like, <laughs> he has a better scoring rate this year for well, uh, where, Barcelona. Where's the stop so, and where's the start? Like, you know what I mean? It does, like, the last day. Because it goes, it goes calendar year. Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's no, like, European football as in, like, country football to win. So, I think... Yeah, no, but, like, yeah. if... If like he's like if you win a trophy with that like that that'll almost be like the the like the extra. Well, then again, I suppose like Real Madrid have, are probably like more likely going to win the Champions League, and if he wins the Champions League, like the Champions League probably means more than if Messi won the Copa del Rey and the La Liga. You know what I mean? So who knows who's going to win? Yeah, I don't think Messi's going to win this year, but I think like Ronaldo win again this year. Neymar will win this year. Who knows? Well, PSG win the Champions League, that's more so what I'm well, yeah. Yeah, 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 But man. I mean, like, if Ronaldo wins it this year, then I think that'll spur Messi on to win it next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that sort of way. Like, we're so lucky to have two such world-class players that we're probably never going to ever see as good again in, in like, watching week in, week out. And they're never injured. That's I can't believe, I can't believe no, one, no one bar bar Messi and Ronaldo would have won the Ballon d'Or in 10 years now. That's, that's frightening, isn't it? That, I don't think that can ever happen again, really. No, like, no. But uh, I think that wraps it up in the world of football. Yeah, uh, that sort of leads us into the UFC that was held in Las Vegas over the weekend. Um, as you know, there was 
There was like a, a tragic shooting. Yeah. There. There, um, some guy basically lost his marbles and I think he killed, what, 59 people? Yeah, he went in and basically like sprayed half of Vegas. But uh, I can't believe stuff like that happens, but like, which almost sort of brings it back to mental health and stuff. Like, he brought into, he brought like, he brought that. He brought a, a war chest. A, yeah, an assault, what would you, an assault. An AK forty seven or something, whatever it was, it was machine, some machine gun. gun yeah. yeah, and you seen him look like in the penthouse in Vegas, and uh, came down and just decided to do that. And then there was a big thing after that. They were talking about how he had killed this many people, and there was a previous killings before in Vegas, and they were like, "Oh, the difference is the like some the previous guy had killed nine more people." Uh, people were giving out saying, "Why are you showing all these totals?" That sort of way, because like. Who knows? The next person's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm gonna outdo that person." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The exactly. same way you're, the guy killed John Lennon because he wanted to be remembered forever for killing John Lennon and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Some people are nuts, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, some people almost see like that's a record and I have to break. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Which is like incredible. Yeah, and also like I don't like the way they put numbers at stage because like each of those numbers has a life and then yeah, that's that, the thing. Each of those lives like is a person and each of those per- people have a family and then each of those families like would like expand on to like thousands of people like 59 people dead means like you know maybe 10,000 people are mourning like that direct yeah. contact with that person and it's, like, yeah and the thing is Vegas as well is sort of it's like mm. it's such like a hol- like a holiday destination yeah. you know what I mean so like it'd be like people from all different countries as well you know what and I, mean? I, I actually watched a tribute to the people who like died and like each of their foes came up from that and I was sort of looking I was like I wonder are any of them related and like none of the names seem to like come up together so yeah. like that even like extends it further that it wasn't like four in this family died and five in this family died so it was just more tragic for that family it's just like a mass of individuals yeah so it was um yeah, pretty tragic event, and yeah. like obviously, it's you can't bring up UFC two sixteen without talking about it. And I think UFC two sixteen will always be remembered for that event. Yeah. And fair play to UFC for carrying on with the show because Las Vegas at that time probably needs that distraction with that happening. Yeah, on. that's what I was gonna. Uh, that's, so, that's, so I always think sporting events bring out the best in people. Yeah. in times of uh, tragedy and loss. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say because UFC did yeah. such a good like. Um, like memorial yeah. or such a yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they did such a good job of like making that event feel special but they also did a good job of making that event feel special without being like sort of capitalising on like yeah. it was, it, was it, it really was and what a great way to kick off the card with Las Vegas zone Brad Tavares uh, winning the decision over Talos Ladies and he actually walked out to the octagon with the Las Vegas flag and he dedicated his performance to the victims of the Las Vegas shooting and what a great guy! What a great performance and a great win from Zell. Talos yeah. Latis is a top top notch uh, fighter in the middleweight division. So, yeah, fair play to Brad Tavares. Yeah, we both thought Brad Tavares would win as yeah. well before the fight as well. So. Yeah, we thought he wasn't going to be able to get the takedown. He went on the feet, and that's the way the fight played out. So, well done, Brad Tavares. Great win from, especially considering he stuck to his game plan so well on what clearly would have been quite an emotional life for him. That's the thing. Yeah, he, yeah. he seemed quite emotional after the fight yeah. as well, didn't he? When celebrating as well. Yeah. Um, that. I think this that should sort of lead us into what could have possibly been the fight of the night. Uh, Lando Venata versus Bobby Green. Potential fight of the year candidate. Potential fight of the year. I wanted you. I, did, I wanted you to give your two cents in this now. Now, this was an incredible fight. The first round... See, Bobby Green is one of these fighters who will, like... like He'll get punched in the face and he'll be like, No, no, no. And he'll be like... <laughs> he'll be like, he'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like smiling and be like, You didn't hurt me, you didn't hurt me. Even when you, like, smash him, you know you hurt him. 
He was like, no. And Venata got off some really big shots in the first round. Yeah. And you could see a sort of dented Green's confidence, which is a very hard thing to do. Because Green is very confident in stand-up. And then the second round sort of went... Oh, sorry, I forgot. In the first round, um, Venata landed like a really clear illegal knee to Green's face. That's the thing, point yeah. taken off him. Yeah. So, um, in the judges' scorecards, one of the judges scored it for... Uh, no, sorry, I think two of the judges scored it for... Green and one of the judges scored it for Venata. So Venata was like nine nine or was nine 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 and then nine eight to um Green. Green. So that was that round. Then the second round was sort of split again. So one of the judges uh, scored it for Venata, one scored it for Green, and the other scored it for Venata as well. So it, going into the second round, I think Venata was up on the judges' scorecard. Then Green came out with this amazing flurry at the end of the fight, nearly finished. Yeah, it. yeah. And then what's called? Was I, 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 I was like, if there was another ten seconds, Venata probably be out. And Venata was covered in blood everywhere. And they gave the fight to be a draw, which was absolutely incredible because as you get on to the later fights, there was actually two draws, and I can't remember there ever being two draws in fight. But both fighters were so happy with the draw. And Bobby Green is actually a badass man. He was actually so funny. I was listening to him do a post-fight interview afterwards, like not in the cage, but like after the event. Yeah. And he was saying that like he was he was like my life is so messed up. He's like I have three kids with three different women. One's a black chick, one's a white chick, and one's a Mexican chick. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, and he was like, this weekend made me feel like oh, I don't have problems. And I was like. Bloody hell, like when you put it into perspective like that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was also fantastic. I'd also just like to draw a fact that uh, John Moraga got one of the best knockouts of flyweight history as well. Absolute wild swinging left hook and knocked out Biblitov, who was riding high as a prospect undefeated. Yeah, you're, into it. you're, you're yeah, saying was, that he was one to look out for. Yeah, and well, he's not one to look out for anymore. You look out for him on the canvas. Look out for his teeth. Yeah, so uh, that was a great win as well. Yeah, um, I think that's just sort of move us on to the main card yeah. with Benio Darius. Dariush versus Evan Dunham. Dunham. Ross, tell us what the story is. Look, it was a massive first round for Dariush. I think he got a few 10-8s on some of the judges' scorecards. And then Dunham just seemed to come back and win the second two rounds. And I think it was a majority draw. I think one judge gave the fight to Dariush. But at the end of the day, it was a fair draw. I don't think it really propels the two guys anywhere in their careers. And I don't think anyone would be clamoring for a rematch either. So maybe, I don't know, do a bit of a, a lottery with the, put the four guys' name into a hat who drew and then draw them back out and have them fight each other. Yeah. Why not? Two, draw, two draws, that's... I think that's the first time I've ever seen that in the UFC card. Yeah. Because draws rare enough as it is. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing, yeah. Yeah, so let alone have two of them on the one card. Yeah. Well, it almost made it fitting for that night as well that there was like, a draw. Everyone's yeah. a winner. Yeah, and the people seem to be sort of, uh, especially the Venata fight. They're, yeah, they're both happy. They were happy with the draw. Yeah, I think because they both, it, it both, they both came. They're like, that's how we do. Yeah, they both came, came across very well after that. Yeah. But one of the main talking points of the night was Fabrizio Verdum's fight um, against Walt Harris. Yeah, where he was originally meant to fight um, Derek Lewis. Yeah, sorry, he was meant, originally meant to fight Derek Lewis. Then Derek Lewis pulled out the fight on the day. It was actually like announced on air, as in like it was announced. John Anik announced it live on the card early yeah. on the night. And then uh, Walt Harris had to come in and fight uh, for Beatsier for Doom. Who could be the number one heavyweight in the world, not named Steve Miocic. Yeah. And on then, what, uh, like 10 hours notice? Yeah. I wonder how long he knew before in advance that he was going to end up fighting um, for Doom. Doom. And well, also, well, first of all, he was supposed to fight Mark Godbeer. 
Yeah, T- tell us exactly what the story is here, just in case so people didn't know. basically what happened is, on the day of the fight, Derek Lewis woke up and he had some sort of, like, back issue. And he couldn't actually get out of bed. And the, uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission were like, here, look, we can't clear him to fight. He can't, he can't get out of bed, he can't fight. Makes sense, really, let's put yeah. it. And, like, really, so I don't want to see, Der- like, a non-fit Derek Lewis fight either. Yeah, because like, he's, he's usually not that fit anyway. Yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But also... I don't want to see him tarnish his career by going out and having some absolutely dreadful performance because he's like another lost way from moving very far down the, the heap and it was not a great style matchup for him anyway. No, so, definitely um, not. He didn't look right during the embedded either. He just did, he didn't look... Yeah, but he's saying he wasn't right. He's saying he wasn't, yeah, I know he was, he wasn't really concentrating and like he just come, come off the Houston, Texas floods to a massacre yeah, shooting in Vegas. By the way, a huge shout out for him for he, doing that. Like, yeah, he helping he, so many people and stuff. He must have yeah. so much stuff going through his head and then mm-hmm. that... Like knowing you're gonna have to fight possibly one of the baddest men on the planet is just like not really what you want yeah. next, you know. And also, no one in the heavyweight division fights more than Derek Lewis. Yeah, I but, feel like he's on every like third card. Wasn't he? Wasn't he on a five fight win streak before what? When he lost to Mark, Mark Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair play, Derek Lewis. Um, look, no qualms about him. Normally, like there's a bit of backlash when someone pulls out in the day. But not for Derek Lewis and not on this occasion. No. So not. fair play for Walter standing up, uh, stepping up on short notice. Obviously they have to try and keep for Doom on the card because he's a way bigger name. Yeah. Fair sorry for Mark Godbeer, your favourite heavyweight in the UFC. The Just, god of all beer. Yeah. Um, but look, he'll love to fight another day. He's actually looking to get on the New York card now. So uh, maybe we'll see Godbeer fight in New York. And have a beer with Godbeer. Yeah. Um, so look, Harris got in there. And he got out of there just as fast. <laughs> <laughs> it took one minute for Fabrizio uh, for Jim to take his arm. But look, Harris took it very well. He uh, asked for a participation trophy on Twitter. So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He took it well. He took it like champ. In fairness, he, he's, his name on Instagram is actually like 205 something. So he actually came into the UFC as a 205er, moved up to heavyweight. And look, he's never going to be UFC champion. But no. maybe he could crack the top 15. Who knows? But. For Doom, it was going to beat him all day, every day, twice on Sunday, and it yeah. took less than two minutes. So, w- what can you really say? You know what I mean? Like, for Doom, did what he was expected to do in one in quick fashion. Yeah, what's this sort of do for, for Doom's career? Like, Nothing really. Zero. Honest. But the only thing is, is, he finished the fight in a minute, so maybe he can fight again soon. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. But, like, who, who would you give him next now? Or would you, like, Ooh, try and put him I against Lewis again? I know who I want him to fight, and I don't fight Derek Lewis. I'd actually like to see him fight Volkov, who knocked out. Struve. Yeah. I think that'd be a good fight for him. Or, if not, if they can get Cain Velasquez back in the octagon, I'd happily see that. Is that ever going to happen with Cain Velasquez? He's I have just... no idea. I feel like he's a broken man. That's the thing. Like... I feel like he gets out of bed and he's like the stiffest man as if he's an <laughs> old man. That's the thing. Like Some people just have their day and to take that, that go through those wars with like... With Cormier the... in the gym every day and yeah. Rockhold and then just like the people he's fought. Just all of it, man. Yeah. Just all of it. It, it adds up, doesn't it? Like, and especially you know, considering he walks around what, 240 pounds and apparently like he runs on the treadmill for about five hours. Like That's going to be terrible on your knees. Knees, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for Doom, you can fight any of those top heavyweights. Uh, okay, this sort of leads into possibly the greatest of all time. Demetrius Johnson defeating Ray Borg for, to create history and defend his t- belt 11 times now. Yeah. Um... First of all, right, I said this earlier to Ross because like, I don't like talking about UFC unless we're actually recording it, but to finish, it, uh, to fi- Demetrius Johnson's finish against Ray Borg was possibly one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It could be the best UFC submission of all time. Like, and that's not even a joke. Like, if you actually haven't seen this finish, check it out. 
after this podcast. But it's unbelievable. Ross, just explain what happens, please. Because this is just like... It was just perfection. So, so perfect. Basically, right, it was the fifth round. Yeah. Demetrius Johnson won all four rounds. Ray Borg got a few uh, nice takedowns take in at some stage. But he never actually got Demetrius down for any, you know... Retrospectively long time yeah. I think he had him down For 20 seconds At one stage And that was about it uh, Look Johnson won this fight At all times Ray Borg was even saying That you basically Got outclassed Johnson was doing These little sneaky tricks That you just didn't expect Or never seen before And that's just who Demetrius yeah. Johnson is How much experience Demetrius, Demetrius mm. Johnson Has you know, so much experience You know what's quite funny What, what I only realised today So right? valuable. Demi- valuable Demetrius Johnson Has defended his belt 10 times in a row Right Adlan and Anderson Silva but I felt like Anderson Silva's 10 times seemed like, in terms of historically, it seemed way better than Demetrius Johnson's 10 times. That's why I viewed people beat it. Until Demetrius Johnson actually beat it, and I'd just say he lost Ray Borg, it wouldn't have been viewed the same as Anderson Silva's 10 wins. I don't know why, but it just wouldn't. Even though I personally probably think Demetrius Johnson's people he beat are actually probably a higher caliber fighter because they're more modern day era fighters. I get you, yeah. So anyway, sorry, get back to the submission where I was at. So fifth round comes... Uh, Demetrius Johnson ends up on Ray Borg's back ends up doing this sort of body I don't know what way Ben Askren actually used the correct terminology Olympic uh, level wrestler Um, he ended up doing some sort of flip I don't know what you call it it was a basically it was a a mid-air transition yeah (laughs) he was basically taken down from behind and then mid-air grabbed the arm and had the arm bar in. And before like, he even landed on yeah, the ground. Before he landed on the, on the ground. And Ray Borg's arm was twisted upside his head. <laughs> and like it was, it was just more so. Fair play to Ray Borg for toughing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, top yeah. was imminent. It was, it we're was just waiting for it to yeah. happen. It was either that or his arm was going to get ripped off. Yeah, um, like I wouldn't be surprised if Ray Borg has sore arms hey, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But look, Demetrius Johnson, Johnson, he is the GOAT. Um, and I can't wait to see who's going to fight next, to be honest. What, what's he going to do? Like... I feel like I feel like he's um he's finally reaching that level of superstar as well. I feel like he's uh, slowly but surely chipping away at becoming a bigger star as well. Yeah, well, like I'm happy to see that. It's just sort of like, for his sake, I think he like he needs to like take on a name or two. You know what I mean? Like, but I think his next fight is going to be the winner of Cejudo versus Sergio Pettis. Um, I know, but it's just sort of like I saw the I saw the Cejudo fight before. The Pettis fight doesn't really do anything for me. Like, yeah. In like, fairness, I can see I can see him doing that. I can see him because he didn't have like any injury. I can see him fighting the winner of that, and then maybe fighting uh, a Garbrandt. Or if Dillashaw loses, I can see Dillashaw maybe coming down and get taking one of those fights. Maybe with Jimmy Rivera coming down because he's only five foot four. I just want to see someone who's perceived to be better or bigger. Or I feel it's yeah, almost, no, I, I, almost, I almost feel like it's a bit like Conor McGregor featherweight. It's like. You have to have something physically over him for it to be thing. That's uh, the thing. a competitive match- yeah. matchup. Yeah, because even Anderson Silva like fought uh, Forrest Griffin, who was a yeah. You had to move up to the champion. light heavyweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas like Demetrius Johnson's always the better person in the fight. Like you want to see him try and like yeah. You want to see him have like a massive size advantage. You might be like, oh, maybe he might. Lose. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to really see his uh, technique mm. come out and shine, like w- yeah. which everyone wants to see. Really, and the thing is like. Um, who was it Daniel Cormier talked about having the Joseph Benavides fight again but the thing about that fight is that alright they haven't fought in four years which like I suppose is good enough but like Joseph Benavides hasn't been fighting as of late so if yeah. he's not fighting he's not relevant and if he's not relevant he can't really be pointing for the title shot he's too busy hanging out with uh, Megan O'Leary very hot yeah but uh, moving on to the main event the main the event of the evening, evening. Tony Tony <laughs> 
Ferguson, the boogeyman. He actually put in a fantastic performance. And I slayed him last you week did, in the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, I can't stand him, whatever. But I think what my problem was is that I haven't seen him fight in 11 months. And that was what my real standing issue was with him. And realistically, yes, his antics, I think, are not very good. I don't think he's a very good self-promoter. I think his yeah. mic talk is absolutely dreadful. Yeah. It's like it's like watching the 1970s WWF promo that's like yeah. misread. Uh, like McNugget and all that crap. But the actual performance you put on, you really utilise the job. Kevin Lee cut far too much weight. 19 pounds the day before. Way too much. That's what? nearly seven and a half, yeah. Um, he just looked drained. He looked tired. Why did he do that? Maybe thought he had a size advantage. Joe, he also was carrying staff inf- infection into the event. You actually see it in his chest. Um, but at the end of the day, Tony Ferguson was the better man. And yeah, he ended up winning by a triangle choke. Yeah, but you see, the week coming into it, he was there racing cars and t- uh, Kevin Lee. I think it was because this was like the most stardom he's ever gotten yeah, in his yeah. career. That he almost milked it as well. Yeah, he... He, he, was he did milk it, obviously. I feel like he was believing his own hype and not doing the right preparation he should have been. You were, you were almost believing the hype as well. Well, it was just like when you see someone that's high level of confidence, but then you could see like the confidence in him dropping within the fight. You know what I mean? He was showing these like, I was watching him. He was showing like kicks, but like it was all power as opposed to technique. You know what I mean? He was like almost like swinging his leg like a baseball bat on, as opposed to you know actually using turning the hips and getting the kick actually into like getting the trajectory of the kick into the body for Ferguson, but. Look, Ferguson looked incredible. And the thing about Ferguson is he's so comfortable in all aspects of the fight. Put him on his back and he was dropping elbows from his back and he looked phenomenal throughout the entire fight. Um, See, because he's like, he knows he's not a good looking lad, he's just like, he's willing to take any anything to anywhere, you know what I mean? I love when you, that's your uh, take on it. But, uh, it is, man. Uh, no, because he's like, look at my ears and stuff. Like, yeah. he's just, he's, he's, he's like, he's my warrior wounds. Yeah. But the thing is, you're right, I bet, like, he needs to be put into some like sort of acting class or like given lines to read or learn or memorize to c- cut a promo because yeah, if he he, he wants he's saving his cool stuff for Conor McGregor. Yeah, I, I don't know what right. stuff he has, but no, uh, I guarantee you, right? If if I don't, you see, I, because he's so bad on the mic, right? I'd, like the UFC would be like, look, we're be- probably better off getting Nate Diaz, right? But the more this Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fight scenario goes on, the less I actually want to see it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm yeah. sort of for- almost forgotten about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I feel like. But I'm, Nate, not, but I'm not happy that Nate Diaz hasn't fought since the murder. Yeah, yeah, but this Tony Ferguson Conor McGregor fight doesn't really do it for me either. It's not really like I'm not like yes, can't wait to see that. You know what I mean? I want it like, like I'm more down for the physical fight. I just don't. Yeah, actually, yeah. I don't want to have to watch Tony Ferguson try and like have a verbal sparring match with Conor McGregor. That's the thing. McGregor will just ruin him, and then Tony yeah. Ferguson will just be like, well, "Make nuggets." Yeah, like come on, man. That's that's like saying the leprechaun. Yeah, but stuff. he's so contradictory, Tony Ferguson. He's like. Defender vacation, Connor. Defender vacation, and then like he's asked me, he's like, yeah. So what's the story? Uh, what do you think your belt? Do you think it's real or fake? And goes, uh, I don't know. Like it's pretty real to me. And then he was like, I don't know. I'm just gonna like you know enjoy the belt, and I don't mind whether he comes back or not. I'm just doing my own thing. It's like here, look, like pick what your sentiment is and stick to it. Like yeah. don't like don't like say one thing and then be on the next interview and then say the opposite thing. It's just yeah, but totally now, random. yeah, but now the actual like the headlights are on him now. You know what I mean? It's just like what what can he do? But as we were saying earlier, um, Michael Bisping got to pick exactly what he wanted to do. Like, look, Twice. What, yeah, like, if, like Whitaker's waiting, like he's there standing there with the wait the wings. Well. Yeah, so Conor McGregor has the full choice of what he wants to happen. Although in fairness, Bisping did actually agree to fight Whitaker and to coach the old before against him for the 
the one that Gagey and Alvarez were doing, but like Whitaker was injured, so he couldn't do it. So I don't know. The thing is, do you think do you think the UFC are going to give uh, Tony Ferguson the possibility of taking away? I think it's too early to tell. I think. Well, how how, we well, how long are we going to wait? I, t- I think we'll know around Christmas time. I can see Conor McGregor announce the fight on Christmas Day. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. What? Merry Christmas, everybody. Against who? Against who? Right, okay, how many... What are the I options? I think he's going to end up fighting Tony Ferguson. The, okay, there's options of what? Like, about five, right? There's, like, Nate Diaz. There's Tony Ferguson. There's George St. Pierre. There's Tyrone Woodley. And Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um... That's really yeah, isn't there? Yeah, there's no yeah. like, there's like, there's nothing else really there, is there? No. Um. Who who knows? But I don't see McGregor fighting before the end of the year. Dana White says McGregor wants to fight before the end of the year. I don't really see that happening. Um, no, it's not. That's not gonna happen. So I, I think because the only the only available card to put McGregor left on is UFC two nineteen because they're gonna only, only gonna have him fight in Las Vegas. They're not gonna have him fight in no. Detroit. They're not gonna have him fight at Madison Square Garden too soon now. Yeah. So therefore, the only fight is December thirtieth and. That's not gonna happen. No. So we wiped that off anyway. But the thing is, Conor McGregor loves setting records. Like who doesn't? So realistically, Joe Rogan was saying that the only potential fight that matchup that can make that bar GSP is the Diaz. It's the Diaz trilogy, yeah. really. Yeah. Because I mean, the Tyrone Woodley fight is definitely last. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Tony Ferguson's ahead of the Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. Plus Tyrone Woodley's not a great matchup for McGregor to go in and try and beat him. Yeah. It's it's just like no, it's a. Uh, I'm trying to think, like... But, like, what, like, okay, as we know, Conor McGregor's movie's actually coming out next month as well. You yeah. know that, yeah? But, like, because I almost treat the UFC like a movie or a TV program that I follow week in, week out, what I really want to see next is someone that can can verbally exchange with McGregor. And I don't want to be constantly looking at some cringing at uh, Tony Ferguson the whole time. With sunglasses on. Yeah, just... Uh, like, I'd rather watch Nate Diaz... Then, uh, then Tony Ferguson just for the, the the way the crews don't like each other as well you know what I mean yeah it's because Tony Ferguson Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor there's actually, real animosity there yeah. as opposed to like Tony Ferguson's like so fake yeah. animosity yeah and they have the same agents and stuff you know what I mean yeah like Conor McGregor will almost have to write Tony Ferguson's uh, lines from you know what I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> jeez I, I don't know about that but yeah um, look fair play Tony Ferguson great performance uh, yeah. really see who would you like to see Tony Ferguson fight next? I'd still like to see that Khabib fight if they can actually ever get Khabib to make weight. But maybe he'll make weight for the interim. The interim, or maybe like to to really spice things up, Nate Diaz against Tony Ferguson on New Year's Eve. Yeah, or even UFC two eighteen. I'd see that. Just something good. We all, yeah. This is the time now. There's so many belts going around that like mm. there has to be people are gonna have to be getting starting getting chopped off. You know. Also, Justin Gaethje's fighting Eddie Alvarez at UFC two eighteen. So the winner of that could end up fighting Tony Ferguson if McGregor's not coming back. Sooner, yeah. Well, more so if Justin Gaethje wins, less so if Eddie Alvarez wins. Well, unfortunately, there's no UFC next weekend, but um, the story continues, really. Yeah. So, um, is there anything left to mention? Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, Leinster played Munster. Uh, Leinster actually won twenty three seventeen in the Aviva Stadium. Uh, we have to give a massive shout out to Johnny Sexton, who's after setting the record for Leinster for getting the most points for Leinster. Yeah. Which is uh, absolutely unbelievable because uh-huh. he's still going strong. Yeah, and fair play to Rory O'Loughlin scoring two tries, and I think that's the first time he's ever played against Munster in the Aviva. So a massive game for him. 
great job by Leinster. I think they had the game sewn up before 60 minutes. They'd scored all 23 points. And I think Munster actually scored like a consolation try in the 75th minute to actually get up to 17 points. Keith Earls also scored two tries, which is great to see the Irish guys all doing well and the game being competitive. Yeah. Uh, the European Champions Cup is also on this weekend as well. So Leinster taking on Montpellier. It's on... Basically at the same time as United versus Liverpool. So not Koi Big this weekend, Koi Bib. Koi Bib. So other than that, Barry, is there anything else you want to say in passing sentiment? Um, yeah. Mental Health Awareness Week. I know we sort of... We're gonna, we'll probably do something during yeah, the week I, I know, happen. Yeah, I know we sort of cracked a joke here and there about it, but like... Uh, yeah, if you have any problems at all, give us a shout. We always just try and bring the best out of people and have a bit of fun. As you obviously know, because we're 23 episodes deep now, uh, let alone the YouTube videos. But uh, thanks again for tuning in. Um, yeah, as, as always, tell tell a friend, put in your WhatsApp group. Um, fair play to Ireland as well. And Roscoe, anything else to say? As always, stay energised. <laughs>